I'm Steph and I'm absolutely obsessed with pole dancing. In 2019, I hung up my corporate stilettos for a pair of pleasers and my very own pole studio. I'm now on a journey to have open and thought-provoking conversations uncovering all things pole dancing. Welcome back to Uncovered. Today, we are going to be uncovering something that you might be starting to think about. Think about. So, 2023 is obviously just around the corner and I've been speaking to a lot of people in our community and so many of them have flexibility or their splits as a goal for 2023. Can you resonate with this? Is anybody else sitting there going, oh, yes, 2023 is going to be the year that I get my splits and I'm super excited and determined? Don't worry, you're not alone. Lots of people are feeling that same thing. And it seems to be that that one that we go to as our first like flexibility goal. So with that being said, today, obviously, is I'm uncovering front splits. So this is going to be like a basic dive into front splits. We're going to be covering and talking about like what is stretching, what type of stretching techniques exist, um, what muscles we use in our front splits, and what are some things that we can do to try to achieve our front splits. But I do want to say before we get started that this has obviously been something our community has been asking for um, and our community is focusing on for 2023. So Renee and I have created a flexi challenge. We've been running this in studio for the last two years and it's been super successful. So next year, we're going online with our flexi challenge. So if you're interested in joining Renee and I on your splits journey um, at the start of next year, I'm going to put some stuff in the show notes. So go have a look, join our wait list. Um, There's a bunch of free information down there as well. So yeah. It's going to be really exciting and I can't wait to um, join Renee in helping people achieve their front splits next year. Let's dive in. I think when I was doing this research, I stumbled across this really nice quote that I like and it is, if you stretch correctly and regularly, you will find that every movement you make becomes easier. The I think the important things in this statement to call out is if you stretch correctly and regularly. I think it's probably really important before I continue on is to say that everybody's bodies are different and there are people legitimately who will never be able to achieve their front splits. But what I like about this quote is stretch correctly and stretch regularly. So consistency is obviously important and we'll dive into that a little bit later. And correctly, I think the correctly in this is up to every person and what is correct for you and a good method for you might not be the good method for the person who's in your flexi class next to you. So I think it's really important to understand um, what might work for you. I think with the front splits, I seem to find that, and I've been here, I, as a full disclaimer, still don't have my front splits. Every time I've worked towards them, I've ended up injured and that's actually really disappointing and defeating or it flares now an old injury so I it's not an area of focus for me currently because I have other areas of focus that I need to look after however I know that I'm not the only one 
who has been through this experience. And I know that there's others who have torn because it torn muscles because they're so, 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 so close and they just like push through their splits to get to touchdown. And this is that is each to their own. But you should not be injuring yourself while stretching towards these things. And that's where the stretch correctly and the stretch correctly for your body is really, really important and understanding what your limitations are. I do know that the team over at the Pole Physio have done a breakdown of the front split anatomy if you want additional information. But the reason I bring them up is if you are somebody who has had this experience or if you are somebody who is worried about this, go book an appointment um, with Simone or her team because uh, she now has others on the team as well. So they might be able to help you uncover what's going on with those um, with those splits and what you need to do to help achieve your splits. However, it is another thing with the splits, the consistency part here. So the regularly, you do have to have a regular schedule generally speaking it's just like when you go to the gym or if you go to pole class let's use pole class because we all go to pole class right you go and you're working on your shoulder mounts and you're gaining strength gaining strength gaining strength and then you don't touch them for like weeks and then you go to do one and you're like oh I don't feel strong in these anymore yes you've got muscle memory but you don't feel strong and it's because you've removed that regular element of your training which means your gains of which you have may not be there or may be depleting I don't know if that's the right word but depleting so you're not achieving or you're not continuing to build on the gains that you have it is either going to or even maintain it like there is a, a level of maintenance you need to do to maintain strength or flexibility so these things this is where it's important and this is where I see a lot of people fall down is that consistency because it feels like a lot and I know I was talking to somebody recently in the DMs and we it was after I did the post about what should a year of training look like for a pole dancer and I was seeking to find people who might be able to help me talk talk about that and somebody came in and said yes I would love to know also how to structure my week because there's so many things I want to do we have flexibility we have conditioning we have tricks how does one fit this all in as well as probably full-time job excuse me full-time job um social life what else do we do like just just basic domestic duties like having to do your laundry or make your bed or cook your dinner there are lots of things happening and we will talk about this in a little bit more detail later but there's a lot going on so it's hard to go cool I want to continue to maintain my strength and my tricks as well as I now have a goal to get the get my front splits how do I work towards that these are the things that I generally find and these are the conversations I'm having with my community currently about their splits and that seem to be those pain points. So in this episode, I will talk to a few ways of which you can look at that, schedule that and get started in towards your front splits journey. Stay tuned. But first, we're going to dive into stretching. So I think it's really important to just talk about what stretching actually is from a physical perspective. Stretching is obviously an essential component of most exercise routines and we in pole dancing generally will use it to achieve a goal. So we're trying to lengthen the resting part of our muscles um, to be able to achieve whatever that 
end of range movement is for us. Stretching has also can also be related to um, reducing soreness, speeding up recovery. However, when we're thinking about it, we're thinking about splits, whether it be front, middle, or we're thinking about our back bends, because of course we we want to be able to achieve these things, and we want them to be as beautiful as they're intended to be. We don't want them to just be like, oh, I can do my jade split, and it is like a very very um, pointy triangle at the top because we can't quite get it flat so all of our muscles are obviously attached to bones um, via our tendons on a very basic level stretching is the activity where we take those muscles to the longest point which I explained before by positioning the insertion and the origin points of the muscles as far apart as safely possible so you might be going what is the insertion and the origin muscle of uh, origin point of course I've got that here to explain to you so the origin point is the attachment site that doesn't move during a contraction it is usually situated near the center of the body or the point of attachment which is also known as proximal the insertion is the attachment point that moves during the contraction it's usually situated away from the center of the body and body or from the point of attachment that's your distal so our muscles are generally very <laughs> elastic because it contains elastin fibers. However, it's important to know that when we do stretch, we are affecting not just those muscles, we are affecting tendons, joint capsules, fascia, nerves, and our skin. And I know that for me personally, and I hope I've interpreted this correctly, but my nerves sometimes don't slide very nicely when I'm doing these movements. So my muscles go, nah. Your nerve isn't doing playing ball, so we're just gonna we're just gonna tighten you up and not allow me to go. Or that's when I have torn muscles in the past, and that's just my personal experience. I know that there's many of you who might also have a similar experience, um, which is kind of sad. However, research by um, Joanna Nichols does state that the two most common places that we injure as pole dancers is um, shoulders or our thigh mostly obviously the hamstring uh, region and the hamstring muscles and that's generally from a front split position so it's not uncommon unfortunately so hopefully the information that I'm giving you here will just help you think about how you can approach your front splits because I don't want you to be scared of them and that's not the point of this it is just giving you the information to help you achieve your goal of the front splits so Given all of that, obviously stretching can be quite complex um, and there's a lot of different things beyond just simply going into a stretching going, I'm going to hold this for 45 seconds until my body relaxes into it. There's quite a few different types of stretching and I think in pole there's a few that we see and it is our static stretching. So this is the most common type of stretching you'll probably see. This is the one where you move the muscle or you stretch a muscle to its furthest possible point and you hold that for at least, like I just said before, 20, 45 seconds so you can relax into it. So that is, I think, um, that could be seen as I'm trying to think of something that doesn't utilise another apparatus because your passive stretches is where you're it's, – it's the same as a static stretch except you're using um, a partner or a – 
apparatus to help you perform this and this is generally your splits on the floor because the floor becomes your apparatus so that is that when I was thinking about the static stretches I was thinking about even if you did a you know standing squad uh, quad stretch that you might do before you play football you're using your hand to hold you there as well so they're the passive and the static types and they might be stuff that you see when you're doing your flexi class and you might go especially for your front splits you'll do a hamstring stretcher and you'll hold that for a period of time the instructor might tell you to focus on your breathing relax into the stretch inhale exhale all that fun business um the dynamic types of stretching is the ones where we use controlled movements um through their full range of motion or sorry we control our movements through their full range of motion this is the stretching that you'll probably see in your warm-up and this is the stuff that we do to prepare our muscles and we're just trying to get our muscles into their range of motion um so they can be prepared for the classes so these are your things like your your leg swings, your arm circles, your torso twists, those, those we're stretching the body to a point to prepare it. Um, and active seems to be probably the one, I don't know if ideal is the right word, but it's definitely one that we see a lot more people starting to talk about. So active is, is where you're not using a partner or an apparatus generally but you're actually performing these stretches by bringing your body part into that position using the strength of your muscles rather than pulling it it's like um, a standing leg lift as an example bringing that up and holding that for a period of time these are these are generally harder um, and you can't hold them for as long as you could hold a passive stretch but the reason why I think a lot of people are very fond of this type of stretching is because it's also strengthening your muscles as well as lengthening your muscles and active flexibility especially for pole dancers allows you to potentially be as flexible up the pole as you are down the pole so generally speaking you will have a gap between your passive stretchability and your active stretchability. But the goal is to reduce that gap to as close as you can or as close as possible so you can have a really effective really effective um, flexibility up and down the pole. Another one that used to be really popular when I started pole dancing was actually PNF stretches. And that's where you use a little bit of both, like passive-active stretching. Um, please forgive me if I'm wrong um, but we and they're generally used in partner stretches so that's another one um, however I haven't seen that being as common anymore um, but yeah this active flexibility is definitely what a lot more people are starting to do when they're stretching towards their flexibility so the muscle groups for your front splits it could be broken down into like five regions and I'm not going to go into all the muscles that are used. Um, if you want to know, there is a link to a downloadable in the show notes. So you can download and it will list them. Um, but you've got your hip flexor muscles, your hamstring, your abductor muscles, your gluteal region and your quadriceps. So these are the things that make up a part of your, um, excuse me, your front splits that we're trying to get to. So we need to stretch these muscles and lengthen them like we talked about from the origin point to the insertion point and make that longer and show the body trust in that process as well so we every time we do it we're obviously lengthening that little bit more and through doing that the body is going to get more used to that and then you can just increase and increase increase on that 
So when it comes to our front splits um, and flex, active flexibility as an example, you'll be thinking of things like like lifts, like standing leg lifts, sitting leg lifts, laying leg lifts. There's quite a few different versions you can do. And this is obviously where you're pulling the leg up as far as you can, um, using your muscles to do that and not anything else. Other really good ones is, um, you know, fire hydrants where you're opening, closing your legs. That's another one because you're using that range of motion. Um, but we've also got, we've got quite a few um, stretching videos on our YouTube channel, actually. So I'll pop them in the show notes as well. So you can have a look at what this type of flexibility looks like or this active flexibility looks like. And you can see examples of it um, and whether or not it's going to see you in your pole journey based on your body remembering this all comes back to you as a person and what works best for your body because I know we've ran both active flexibility classes in the studio and passive flexibility classes and they both attract different crowds so some people really enjoy the passive stretching Um, it's a little bit less what would you say of a workout at times and other people need to feel that that burn as they're doing it um so there are different options and yeah I've got some stuff in the show notes so I'll pop it down there for you but I think when it comes to training your splits and these are the sort of tips we're talking about but the the key things are time it takes time you're not going to get your splits overnight unless you are a miracle of some capacity like nothing's not possible but it takes time it takes consistency and I think the most important thing is that it takes care care of yourself mentally and physically because like I said before the hamstring or yeah the hamstring was one of the more common injuries pole dancers will experience and we don't want you to be that number if you haven't been that number because one of the um predictors of injuries is previous injuries obviously so yeah if you're a little bit worried about that or you have been injured before like I said go have a chat to somebody who might be able to help you create a flexibility program that's great for you Um, but again please don't be scared I think it's just when we think about this you actually need to think about how you're going to be training towards your front splits rather than just going I'm just going to do it whenever I feel like it you need to start thinking about what that structure is going to be. So let's start with time. I think we're definitely in a day and age where we are, I'm going to use quotations or air quotes here, busy people. And for some people, yes, 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 we live very busy lifestyles, full-time jobs, kids, poll, um, social life, family, whatever else sort of sits in that sphere for you. Um, but I think What's really important to call out here is how highly do you value your splits? So I remember when A2, we had an A2 was starting at our studio, which was the top level, and I was in A1 at the time, and I knew I would need my splits to get through. Did not have my splits. So I got super consistent, and I was training quite regularly for maybe about a month. And we got to the, we got across to the, um, what do you call it, the grading or the assessment day. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't have my splits. So I know I'm not going to get through. I need to continue to work on my splits. 
And the studio owner at the time was like, no, 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 just come along anyway and see how you go. Anyway, long story short, I got in and guess what happened? I stopped training my splits. I valued it less at that point because I achieved what I wanted to achieve without doing it. So I stopped training for them. So I think my values changed because it was getting into that class that I really, really wanted to do. However, I got into that class and I didn't have my splits. So I started focusing on all the other fun things I could do, like training for a competition or getting cool tricks rather than getting my splits. And being a... um, advanced person or being a non-splitty person in an advanced class for me was not fun Um, especially on those classes where they are all splits it really kind of sucked however I could still hold all the movements like you asked me to do a jade I can definitely get into that position it just doesn't look very pretty so it's something I choose not to put into um, my level uh, into my routines or anything so If you've asked yourself that question really honestly, do I really, really, really value getting my splits? And the answer is yes. Well, then it's probably time to look at your schedule. What does your week actually look like? Have you ever gone through and broken it down to go, cool, I have work at these times, I train at these times, I visit family, have social things here. Um, This is the time where I'm normally just watching TV because it's in the end of the night. I would encourage you to do that for a week or two because if you can do that, you can see what gaps exist for you or or you can see where you're spending time maybe that you don't want to be spending like scrolling through social media. I personally know I can get into um, rabbit holes that last an hour or two and then I say I don't have time to train. Well, of course I don't have time to train. If I'm doing that once or twice a week, there's like four hours of my week gone there is a um a guy I listened to called Earl Nightingale and or maybe it was Bob Propner. They have similar thinking and they talk about how many hours we actually have in our week. And even when you take work out of it, we've still got a lot of hours there. It's our decision on how we use that. And I know that decision can be influenced by other factors such as um, kids, family, work, going over, things that you can't control necessarily. However, I think tracking your time will be a good place to start because you, and before we get into the new year and you start thinking about what are my goals, what are my goals, where are we spending our time and what is that time being spent on? So when you look at that and you can see where your time is, then the next step is to look at that and go, Where can I split my training into? Where can I train for my splits? Can I work through some stuff while I'm sitting in front of the TV? Is there there a place where I can um, just squeeze in, even if it's just half an hour, three times a week? However, yeah, one to three times a week is probably an ideal number to be working towards your splits um, because you do need to give your body time to recover in between especially if you're doing active flexibility because your muscles are going to hurt so thinking about that you do not have to dedicate every single day to this it is just one to three times a week and finding that time in your calendar at a time that suits you the last thing in time is if you can and you've done that is is there somebody you can train with can you find yourself an accountability buddy? So I know recently I've been working out with one of my neighbours. She's into CrossFit. 
I'm just happy to move. So we've been setting up times to train and there's been many of times where we've both gone, if you weren't here, I wouldn't have done this. I would have found something else to do. So sometimes it just helps you stay accountable to the time that you've said that you want to um, you want to train. So I'm sure given how many people potentially have this goal on their list for the new year, I'm sure you could probably find somebody who is also training for their splits and see if you can match your times up. Even if it's just a, can you send me a text message every day before I do it and ask if I'm doing it and if not, why I'm not doing it. And just having to have that conversation sometimes will just make you do the exercise in all honesty. Um, The next one is consistency. And I have a really nice quote for this. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Have you guys heard that? I don't know if it's a quote or the line. I think it might be a Atomic Habits thing. 1% better every day. If you were to just read 1% of a book every day, you would eventually read the whole book. Whereas if you didn't do anything, obviously you would not read the entire book. So just small efforts towards this is what counts. So I'm definitely one of those people who in the past have trained quite consistently and then, you know, one week blows up or you go on holidays and when you get back, you don't get back into it straight away. And then when you do you've noticed you've gone backwards and that's where I was talking about before like all all types of gains do require a level of maintenance um, so this is where the consistency is going to help you to continue build that one percent one percent one percent to get to your your flat split hopefully um, touchdown if your body can achieve touchdown so I think to help conquer consistency some really good things to do is actually pinpoint your current goal and try to work towards one main goal at a time because if you if you turn around and go, okay, 2023, I'm getting my splits and I'm also going to start training three, four, five times a week or whatever it is and I'm also going to start volunteering and do this and I want to become an instructor and compete. There are a lot of things that you're all of a sudden putting back into your schedule or putting into your schedule that weren't there before. And you're going to feel potentially overwhelmed. Depends what type of lifestyle you live, but potentially you are going to feel overwhelmed. So I would recommend just like bringing it in. And if you stay tuned, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Jess back to talk about some goal stuff. So right in time for the new year, it's going to be a great episode, just like the last one we had her do. So just pinpoint that. And write down what that goal is. Um, In the last time we had Jess on, she talked about smarter goals. I'll see if I can find a link and pop it in the show notes. Otherwise, go back and listen to that episode. Um, So yeah, let's pinpoint and try not to overwhelm ourselves. Just baby steps to start off with. And then focus on building your routine slowly. If you find or create a plan and you're going hard out straight away, there's a chance that you'll burn out or your muscles won't recover properly or you will um, you'll get tired way quicker than you may have potentially. Start off slow. Start off with one rep of every set. One rep? No, one set of reps, sorry. One set of reps before you um, – for the first couple of weeks just to get into the habit of doing it. And then slowly build because I know that there's some people who feel that every time they stretch, they need to go hard out and they need to sort of, they need to feel pain and they need to hurt. It's not the case and we'll talk about that in care. 
but just start slowly. Build it up over a few weeks and progress as you go. When whatever you're doing feels comfortable, go to the next bit. And then go again. Remember that episode where we had Simone on and we talked about success um, does not equal your level? We, in that episode, talked about going back and doing basics and owning it. Own it and then when you're owning it, move on. This consistency can be a little bit boring and this is where your accountability buddy might help and help keep you accountable and keep you doing it. Another really good one is to help you stay consistent is take progress photos and put them in places that remind you or motivate you. Screen savers, we've always got things on our phone. However, if you're anything like me, sometimes they all just blur into one and you forget what's there. How, um, but doing things like your bathroom mirror, putting a picture of where you were at when you started this journey and then in a couple of weeks when you take the next one, put that progress picture underneath it so you can see your journey as you go and you can compare and you're looking at it, you're reminded by it. It's in a place of which you go often um, and maybe a place where you spend time reflecting on your day. I don't know. Um, Another thing you can do for consistency is habit stack. Is there something that you're already doing that you can just add on some stretching to? And it's like, okay, well, I'm in the studios on Mondays consistently for an hour. They've got an open practice session afterwards. I'm going to stay and I'm going to stretch. And I'm going to do that all the time. Is there something like that you can do? Um, and the last little tip around consistency is don't try to do too many new things at once. Yeah, we talked about that in um, like pinpointing your goal. Don't overwhelm yourself. Be nice to yourself. And obviously be nice to yourself um, all rolls into care. So when I, because I've been building a bunch of um, content for this Flexi Challenge, I've been working on that a lot lately. And I asked my community what they wish they knew um, or what do they struggle with when it comes to their stretching. And one of our students wrote this, I wish I'd learned to stop rushing my progress earlier and just enjoyed being connected to my body during my stretching sessions. My front splits are most stubborn for me, but lately I've learned to just trust the process and be consistent. And I just like want to like, it's just like, Ah, man. And this speaks really, really heavily to me because of my experience with training for my splits and feeling that I need to push, 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 push when I don't necessarily need to. Consistency and care of your muscles will equal progress. So we need to look after our muscles. We need to rest. We need to give them time to recover. I know when I um, was listening to the hypermobility workshop that the pole physio did, Um, There was a quote in there that they said it's the only workout, the only great workout is the one you recover from. If we're not giving our bodies time to recover and we're putting more load onto them, that's putting more stress onto the body and that can obviously um, put you at risk of injury potentially. So depending on your body and how your body goes. So slowing down and looking after yourself – I always say to my students, we want you in pole for a long time, not a not a short time and a fun time. We want we don't want you to finish your pole journey on an injury or or something else. We want you to finish because you want to, not because you're forced to. So when it comes to care, some really good tips are look at your your training week now. So we've looked at our week um, as a whole. Now let's just look at your training week. 
when do you train pole tricks when do you condition when do you rest when do you recover and recover could be um massages baths floats whatever your recovery process looks like could be active recovery as well um when do you recover and when do you do other physical things because even if your work is physical if you work is physical and then you go and do something physical you may need extra time to recover from that so schedule that all in and review it what does it look like where can you place your stretching so you can have the best recovery afterwards or your training where you can have the best recovery review it realistically are you overtraining I think that's probably a question some of us need to ask ourselves more than more than once every now and then I think it's important to to be realistic and go okay am I overtraining I know you love pole because pole is great it makes you feel good you're with your community however like we have no off season we have to create our own otherwise you're going to be polling 52 times a week with minimal breaks so how do you care for yourself in that time and reviewing your training realistically and only add into your schedule what is realistic for your body whatever your body needs only put what's realistic for you try not to look at the people around you and go oh but but um my pole buddy does this 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 and this so i'll just i'll just tap on and do that they might have they definitely have a different history to you and their muscles might be made up in a different way in comparison so making sure it is realistic for you and your body is priority and yeah that's my top tips for your front splits um so just to sum that up we talked about what stretching is it's obviously the lengthening of your muscles from the insertion point to the origin there's different types of stretching um, static dynamic passive active there are more than that too Um, if you google it i googled it and i got this like huge list of different types of stretches Um, so there are other ones active seems to be a more common one you'll see in your studios or people doing um, because it's strengthening your muscles as well as lengthening them um, in your front splits, we've got a couple of different muscle groups we're working, your hip flexors, hamstrings, adductors, gluteal region and your quadriceps. Um, and yeah, make sure you're looking at your time. Look at your consistency. Where can you put in consistent time to train for this and what is realistic for you? And most importantly, care for your body and for you and for your muscles. This is priority. If you can't get the care down pat, the consistency and the time might not matter. So let's look after our bodies. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, Renee and I are running a Flexi Challenge early next year. So if you want more information about that, I'm going to pop it in the show notes. Along with some videos that we already have on YouTube that have active active flexibility stretching techniques in them. So you can go have a look at that if you want to get an idea of what might work for you and how it feels for your body. Thank you for listening and tuning in today as I break down the basics of our front splits and some ways of which we can approach that if it is a 
2023 goal if you have other goals send them through I would love to hear from you and stay tuned because in a couple of weeks we are going to break down goal setting with Jess um, and she's going to help us learn all things goals so we can actually go into the new year and achieve whatever it is we want to achieve until next time we'll see you soon